Welcome to Life with Shanna, the podcast, where we learn practical ways to apply personal development and upgrade our everyday lives. Whether you're navigating a transition, reaching for your dream life, or learning to make you priority number one, I got you. Get ready to live your life on purpose, one episode at a time. Let's go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Life with Shanna, the podcast. This week, I wanted to talk about 10 thoughts I have about health. Um, And I'm just going to jump right in. Number one, our body is literally our home. Let's take care of it. I didn't appreciate this statement until I hit middle age. Um, As a young person, I was healthy. My immediate family was too. I grew up in a rural neighborhood where the kids played outside and snuck berries and vegetables from neighbors' gardens. My mom and dad were both healthy. It wasn't until my mom developed COPD and my sister developed back pain while I was in my mid-30s that I actually had personal exposure to the limitations imposed due to a body that's not been respected. It was at this point, too, that I was probably my most unhealthy. So, of course, my mother smoked, and my sister had been in a car accident that damaged her spine. And, um, you know, I I realized, geez louise, like, I want to be healthy. I don't want to be huffing and puffing to go out to the mailbox. I mean, literally, my mom is such a go-getter, and to see her limited in the way that she is, is just, it was a wake up call for me. So like I said, my number one value is freedom and seeing someone trapped in a body that no longer serves them was a huge wake up call. My second thought two, love this definition. Health, according to the World Health Organization, is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease and infirmity. Um, health is holistic. It is not simply going to the doctor, popping a script, or you know, trying to lose weight. It is holistic. It's your whole life. Your um, again, it's your body, it's your mental health, and your social well-being. We need all of those things to really be truly considered healthy. Number three, fat is good. Many of us have the low-fat diet programmed into our minds when it comes to healthy eating. This is probably the worst myth that we believe about food. Maybe the egg myth was actually worse, but there's so much conflicting information out there. At the end of the day, think close to nature, whole foods, and you'll be fine. The best fats, um, there's good fats and there's bad fats. There, there are some that are you know, obviously better than others. So the best fats for you to eat are, are typically as close to nature as you can get, right? Who'd have guessed it? Things like avocados, olives, oysters, salmon, other fatty fish. Um, seeds, nuts, pasture-raised eggs, grass-fed beef, grass-fed full-fat milk products. Um, oils and butters simply pressed from plants and not highly processed using chemicals like olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, almond and other nut and seed butters. Uh, those are the best ones. And then bad fats are things like trans fats. They're not even allowed in the U.S. right now. So But highly processed vegetable oils are also not great for you. Highly processed oils like soybean, corn, cottonseed, canola, rapeseed, sunflower, sesame, grapeseed, these are all um, usually processed using chemicals. And these are the cheaper oil options. So used in, you know, they're used in most commercial processed and prepared foods. 
I would stick to the good fats for home cooking because you get plenty of bad fats when you're eating away from home. So just buy the expensive or more expensive avocado oil and olive oils for at home and cook all of your meals using that, maybe a little bit of butter. Um, and then when you eat out, you're probably going to get a lot of vegetable oil, frankly. So um, if you, like I said, stick to the good stuff at home and then that way when you eat out, you're not just getting like, you know, loaded with it. Number four, sugar is bad. And I don't want to label a food as bad because that just sometimes I think makes us want things more. Um, but if you think of sugar and refined carbs, which turn into sugar in your body, things like rice, pasta, flour, all sugar, basically, other than taste, refined sugars and carbs really have no redeeming qualities. You might argue that you need carbs for fuel. Yes, but you can eat your carbs in whole foods like broccoli and quinoa and sweet potatoes. They do not need to come from processed bread, cake, pasta. Those things are not really necessary for a healthy diet. I also think that sugar is addictive and the more I have, the more I want. I like to savor my sweet treats and I make sure I don't waste the sugar and calories on subpar items. So I'm going to choose something like a, dish, a delicious croissant versus white bread, or an amazing and beautiful bakery cupcake versus a Twinkie. And then I try to keep my treats to once per week, certainly not every day. I have to say that my husband's got this new <laughs> this new habit of baking cupcakes on the weekend. It's really difficult for me. Of course, I'm eating them. And uh, we do give away most of them so that we don't go into the week with you know cupcakes in the refrigerator. So number five, so that was number four, sugar is bad. And again, I don't want to label something as bad. I'm not saying never eat it. I'm just saying like don't make sugar or refined carbohydrates like the main part of your, your diet and try to avoid those. So number five, one thing, one habit at a time. Start now and make changes gradually. This is something that I actually struggle with. I have a tendency to want it all and I want it all right now. Um, I do know that when I choose one thing and I focus on that one thing until I master it, I am so much more likely to stick with it long term. So that's what I would recommend. One thing, pick like one thing that you want to do or one habit you want to create or one lifestyle change maybe and, and just do that, like focus on that. I'm not saying you can't do anything else, but just don't overwhelm yourself and then like just give up on all of it. Number six, water. Drink half your weight in ounces of water. This is not something that I'm awesome at, but I can tell when I'm on my game because I notice the following improvements. When I'm full of water, I do not get hungry or crave snacks. My skin is plump, not dry, and I feel less tired. I have less allergies. All good. Only downside is nighttime bathroom visits. Uh, if I drink too late into the evening, I am definitely going to be hitting the bathroom at least once, if not twice, in the evening. And like I said, I'm not excellent at this. I have a tendency to start my day with coffee and sometimes I can just linger into the coffee, you know, until lunchtime and then I'm behind like trying to get in some just plain water. So I do recommend that you start early and like I have a cup that holds like 16 ounces. So I, my goal is to drink water out of that cup four times a day. And I use the same cup for coffee. So I try to, you know, if I, if I linger not drinking my coffee fast, then I don't get to my water very fast. And sometimes it makes it difficult for me to get through all four glasses of water. So, and that's four 16 ounce glasses. So actually eight cups of water. Um, 
Yeah, but and there's so many good things about it. So I, I really do notice that I am less hungry if I'm sticking to the water um, that I want to drink throughout the day. Number seven, conflicting information. If I have a thought about health, <laughs> I always love to, you know, I love to look things up and boy, it is difficult. And if you, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're just going to see nothing but conflicting information out there. There's just an overload of health information out there and half of it conflicts with the other half. I think one of the best ways to think about what is healthy for us is to think about ourselves as human animals in nature. And I know this seems really weird, but seriously, bear with me here. What would be you know, what would we be eating if we were like humans that lived in nature? And you know, how active would we be? What kind of you know, exercise would we be getting? What would our sleep habits look like? What would our sex habits look like? Like I try to think of, um, that kind of thing. And it's, it's really helpful when you're looking for healthy options and, and not knowing really what to do or what choice to make. I always try to think, what would my human animal do? I know that seems really weird, but if you really think about it, like what would, if you were living close to nature, what would you be eating? You're not going to be eating white bread that you had to go out and like pick the grain, mill the grain, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be eating that. You would be eating like nuts and seeds and maybe meat and vegetables that you could pick, you know, you'd be like foraging for tubers and potatoes and I don't know, whatever, but you can get a good idea of what I'm talking about here. It's much easier to make the better choice. I think when we think of it this way. So number eight, snacking. You really don't need to eat every two to three hours or even every four, unless of course your doctor wants you to, or you know you have some health issues that you really do require steady food intake. But other than that, do what works for you. Don't feel obligated to try to eat you know, two or three meals a day. I personally eat right around like 10, 30, 11 a.m. And then I eat again around 5 p.m. And I have a snack usually in between somewhere, between like one and two. And, and then after dinner, like I really don't eat too much after that. I'm not rigid with this. I, you know, I, it's just where I kind of settled in, figure out what works best for you. Just know if you're eating all day long, you better be paying attention to what and how much, because it can quickly get away from you. And if you train yourself to be hungry every few hours, you'll be hungry every few hours. So you, you know, you have to always have those healthy choices in front of you or available, or sometimes you end up just overeating and the wrong things. So number eight, that was snacking. You just really don't need to snack or to eat that often, again, unless your doctor recommends it. Number nine, whole foods. Seriously, if I could drop the mic right now for you, I would. The simplest way to eat healthy is to eat whole foods. That's it. Foods that require the least amount of processing are the healthiest. Things like fruits, vegetables, meat. Pick a food and think it through. Fruits and vegetables would be picked or gathered when in season. Some are good for drying and storing. Nuts and seeds would be gathered and they'd be really storable. So um, honey and nature would be stolen from bees. I don't think we'd be eating it all the time. Um, meat would have to be hunted, but it can be smoked or dried, so that can be stored. Eggs would be stolen in season, and they're probably pretty easy, I would think. Rice and grains would have to be gathered from each individual plant when in season. It would store, but you'd have to gather a lot of it. Bread or pasta would have to be grown, then it would have to be picked and processed milled into flour, mixed with other ingredients that also have many processing steps, and then baked. Modern bread has lots of added chemicals and bleaching and other crazy stuff. 
let's see, a cupcake. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. See where I'm going here? Preservation and domestication make all these things available at all times. I just say, like, use your head and keep it simple. Stick to whole foods. Number 10. It surprises me sometimes when people tell me that they don't sleep well or that they sleep only six hours a night or less, and they really don't think it's a big deal. If I don't get a decent night's sleep for my like eight hours, it really messes with my mood and energy levels all the next day or even two. Getting less than six hours a night is not healthy. Adults should aim to get seven to nine hours of sleep every night. And if you aren't getting a good sleep, start by cutting down on caffeine and stop drinking caffeinated drinks 10 to 12 hours before bed. Pay attention to your supplements, teas, drinks, and sugar intake too. All of these may stimulate you and prevent sleep. Create a routine and sleep in a cool, dark room as well as limit your evening screen time. My biggest sleep interrupters are whatever my hormones are doing before my period, alcohol, and caffeine. Alcohol is tricky. I may fall right asleep at first, but then I wake up like a few hours later and then can't really get back to a deep sleep. And then I toss and turn. It really sucks. So those are my thoughts, 10 of them on health. I hope that you found them interesting and I hope that maybe they're useful to you. So um, you guys have a good one and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode with me, Shanna Mills, Certified Professional Life Coach. If you want to learn more about my work and get your free quick start guide to creating your best morning routine, come visit me at lifewithshanna.com. That's lifewithshanna.com. See you next time.